Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. On today's episode of The Glue Guys, we're going to talk about, hey, the Nets, Hmm. they're good. They're good, but are they great? I don't think so, but we'll talk about it. Hot take. Coming up. Let's get in there. to the glue guys this is mike here say hello brian hello. check us out on twitter at pk glue guys nets daily.com the athletic get yourself by the baby wall the athletic.com slash glue guys also michael did you watch some games dude there were some so the nets are we, we, our last episode are are the nets good and i think they're good um uh, how good they are i can't quite determine i think i want to blame Kyrie for me not being able to figure that out but i don't know where how how angry am i allowed to be at Kyrie these days? <laughs> i like i can't figure out you're not you're not allowed to be very angry at all mike yeah i think i've already used all my i am mad at Kyrie points yeah you've already you've used i can't your tokens. be mad at him you've used your tokens he's back he's playing <laughs> my tokens. okay um so that can't be that. i did i was trying to go through like the advanced analytics today i was just looking for like why is it that we're not getting i mean we're like 11 and 7 since jacques font took over pretty good um you know but it's something doesn't it's but why is it why does it always feel this way mike why is it well, always it I, feels yeah. this way kevin durant had four turnovers in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. and the last i think the last one was that one where he's dribbling up top of the key the game's basically over but there's a chance the Nets could come back and Jason Tatum just rips it away from KD and goes and scores a bucket Yeah, on the other end of the floor. A couple of those. And it's like, here's the problem. Okay, hit me. As much as, much as Kevin Durant is an MVP candidate, there's no question that he is. I mean, he goes for 31, five assists and seven rebounds on 54% shooting against the best defensive team in the NBA or one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. I know we can't really be that critical of Kyrie. It's not allowed anymore. You know, he repented. But Kevin Durant is still not necessarily the guy. He's not Luka. He's not Steph. He's not a ball-handling guard who can just sort of control the game at the end and really close it out. Um, As great as he is, he's amazing. It's Kyrie's job to do that. And Kyrie was poopy against the Celtics. He was bad. Bad. B-A-D. Bad, yeah, he wasn't having a good shooting night, but also I was trying to look into the advanced analytics, Mike, on NBA.com. Shout out to our sponsor, NBA.com. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> but they, uh, and I was like, okay, let's like try to figure out what exactly is happening here at the end of these games. Because it seems like we, you know, when we lose a game, we lose it in a very similar way. We've talked about it a million times in the show. And I was like, all right, let's look at these crunch time minutes. And as NBA.com defines it, crunch time is within five points with five minutes left to go in the game. Kyrie's only played 
in three games in which that's been the case. So like that, and I was like trying to think like, oh yeah, like let me think like when like we're Wait, always he missed some games this year, right? He missed some games, but also like, and and not to say that like, but also Kevin Durant only played in six games like that. So like, we're not um, weirdly like we're not even in the crunch time statistical realm uh <laughs> like we're just outside of it because like we're always within like seven points or like six or seven but just outside of that five point metric system that they use and well and i was like this is too small of a sample size so i'm not gonna like actually put any you know stock in this but um kevin durant has been assisted on 100 percent of his att- field goal attempts in that very small data set. Interesting. And Kyrie Irving has been assisted on 0% of those field goals. Wow, that is a stat, Brian. It's a stat, but what it's does a that tiny tell you? it's a what tiny does that tell you? it's a tiny tiny percentage. Uh because like again, it's only 3 to and 6 games that actually fit that designation. It, I I I am Obsessed I, with shot charts. I wish that there was a yes. way to extend that just to the seven point range. You know, just give me that seven point range because that's really <laughs> where where we seem to be stuck. It it okay. So like last night, I think that's um, there's no moral victories, but the Nets weren't were not outclassed by the Celtics until just the very end of the game. Yeah, right. And so if you want to take away anything good. The, the Nets did not have Ben Simmons. The Celtics did not have Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart's a better player right now than Ben Simmons, and obviously he means more to the Celtics. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, both teams were down a defensive player of the year. Yeah. <laughs> and it was relatively close, and the Nets were competitive, even on a bad Kyrie shooting night, even on a bad Royce O'Neal shooting night. Um and so, like, I don't want to, like, crush the team. There's no reason to crush the team. This this should be a thing of, like, if they had lost by 25 points, you could feel everything that had happened, the four-game winning streak up to the last night's game, was illegitimate, mm. not legitimate. Mm. Well, you play Boston relatively close. Boston is the best team in the NBA. The Nets are still forming. It's not embarrassing, but... There is like this just symptom that has happened at the end of these games, the games that they've lost, where KD is not a reliable ball handler all the time if the defense is completely trying to crush him. Mm -hmm. And Kyrie, I mean, look at his shot chart last night. The shots that he hit were, there's two right around the free throw line. There was one three, and basically everything else was at the bucket. He missed like four layups last night. He missed four three-pointers. He took a couple of, corner non-threes meaning along the baseline toe on the line we don't want to do that i mean it's and so if i'm Kyrie, i would say this is what i would say because i'm petty Mm. i'd be like well the team suspended me and disrupted my flow because before that i was crushing it which he was and now his flow has been well relatively his flow has been disrupted yeah I do want to ask you the question. We talk about Joe Harris needing to get back in the rhythm of things. Seth Curry, right? These guys coming off injuries. Do we need to give Kyrie the same amount of coverage because he was suspended nine games because of what he did on Twitter and Instagram? Or does he not deserve the same amount of sort of, um, I don't know what to call it, just like, but coverage. Just He doesn't, Yeah, he doesn't, we don't need to feel bad for him. 
Um, it's a complicated question, Mike, and a good one. Um, you. you know, because there's a Chinese rust, a practical you know? version of it, and an impractical one. And you know, I don't fault people for wanting to be like, "Hey, stay in game shape. You got suspended. You're not actually injured." Um, there's <laughs> there's another version of it which is like, "Yeah, basketball is actually pretty complicated. Rhythm is a tricky thing. Also, like." you did a bad thing and you, it's awkward, you know, now there's like a whole awkward element to it because we're not just robots. Okay. It's not, it's not AI out there. We're not, it's not Tesla self-driving cars, Mike. This is, these are human beings. And if things are weird and uncomfortable, that might manifest on the court in ways. I don't want to get too, you know, in, in people's heads, but it's just an awkward thing. And um, so like, you know, I'm a very a huge high EQ guy. You know this, Mike, you've, you've been around me long enough. Big time. Big so time. I make a lot of space for people to feel their feelings. Um, it's a big part of you EQ. got that big EQ, you know what I'm saying? Hey, now. Um, so, but I'm, you know, at the same time, I have my own, you know, sort of pet peeves. And this is part of, this is part of the Kyrie Irving experience. You know, it's just part of the thing. Usually, actually what scares me more, I, I despite how, like, if the shots aren't falling, whatever, uh, the one thing that I would like to see more is the drives. But like, again, he's still kind of, the fact that he's even in the corner taking those spot up threes or non threes in, in the case of last night um belies a little bit of the buy-in for team basketball that we want to see um it didn't work because not only were his shots not falling but like you know royce had a pretty nasty game a lot of guys had a pretty nasty game that could have changed things um yeah. also you know the fixes in from the refs per usual you know all that stuff oh absolutely yeah, <laughs> yeah the nba hates the nets and so, loves the Celtics. so that's all there i mean i've never can i just go on to that like grant williams if there was like a, an analytic of handsiness over actual fouls called like he's got to be in the most elite territory this tracks even back to you know last season when he was just allowed to like bear hug kevin durant before he got the ball um like he's his the amount of space that he's he's gives negative space to defenders and just never gets any fouls so i don't know what's happening there but um it's just more celtics bias everyone understands that's that's fine um so i'm i'm like i don't want to read too into this because like you were saying um close game ish, you know, for the vast majority of it. And it didn't look like we were not competitive in ways that we've been not competitive with the Celtics in the past. So like, you know, silver lining, not the worst. Um, but I do still think that part of our, part of the next phase of growth for this team will be late game execution. It's for whatever reason, like this, and this tracks back to last year too, that let that late game execution just, it just falls off a cliff. And I don't know if it's, it feels like self-imposed, completely unforced errors all the time. Um, well, yeah, I, they they do they have had so in the four game win streak. Obviously, when you're winning four games in a row, you have some level of late game execution. They had against the Raptors, had it against the Wizards. Um, yeah, we're, mean, talking about, we're talking about game, elite teams, Mike, not Magic no, and Wiz. You're Wiz. No, but I, I think that's even the team was playing so bad early on in the year that I think by even beating the Raptors and Wizards in late game ish situations is something to take your hat on okay uh, for this team because it is showing a line of progression Uh, so they have uh, they've they had the four games that they won in a row they just lost to the celtics they have two more home games before they go on a four game road trip okay they play the hornets which god forbid if they lose that game Mm -hmm. they have the nets have that would be they played sunday night they would play the hornets on a wednesday night that is a lot of time there's a lot of et cetera podcasts that will be recorded mm. between Sunday night and Wednesday night for that Hornets game. Yeah. They play a Friday nighter at home against the Hawks. And then they go on the road, a back to back. They go to Indy 
the dreaded Pacers team, which I feel like they've already played a thousand times this year already. Yeah. They play the dangerous Pacers on a back-to-back at home in Indy. And so they are at the tier, I think, of they've become very dangerous for the mid-tier teams. They are beginning to not separate themselves because in the standings, that's not the case. But I think they are showing some level of class between them and like, I would say the Pacers, but the Pacers keep beating them, between Toronto, Wizards, teams like that, and the cushy, soft, gooey middle of that Eastern Conference Oreo cookie. Yeah. Are they that top cracker, though? They are not that top chocolatey wafer. Yeah. And, um, and, and they, I mean, yeah. here's what we're doing. We're, we're, I don't want to fall into the same habits that we did last year, which is talk ourselves past, like, is this a better than second round playoff team at the moment? Like, we're definitely around that echelon for sure, right? Maybe lock that in. What do you think a second round playoff team we are for sure? <laughs> I mean, even that's, t- if, we, if, if we fall into that dreaded well, seventh or eighth seed. Yeah, well, yeah, so this season, more than almost any, it is crucial to not be in the play-in. Yeah. Because the play-in teams are going to feed into the Celtics and Bucks, mm-hmm. And as good as the Cavs have been this year, they will not be the Celtics and Bucks. No. I, the, I am terrified of a Celtics series or a Bucks series in the first round. Yeah. Terrified. I mean, it's pretty early to be talking playoffs, but yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Break yeah. it down right now. Let's project out all the schedules. Yeah. No, I, the, the Nets are the eighth seed at the moment, by the way. They're they're tied six and a half games back with three other teams. Yeah. Uh, the, so, and the and the Hawks are five and a half games back from the Celtics. So, like, it's a bunched Eastern and, Conference. And, you know, shout out to Nets Daily. Had a good article about Jacques Vaughn era doing a little analysis there. And, you know, net rating, top five team. Uh, defensive rating top two defensive the defensive improvement has been mad like significant completely significant uh, for this year and re- remember for most of that Ben Simmons hasn't been here now is is Ben Simmons <laughs> yeah, being away he, from the team helpful or hurtful? part of the problem yeah I don't really want to you know I, I think not. I think he would have helped because you still look at you know we should talk TJ Warren in a minute but okay. let's do that well there'll be an after the break type Ooh, okay. conversation nice tease um even if Ben Simmons isn't what he was, which I don't know if he'll ever be, you know, he still provided like 12 points a game that on fairly efficient shots because he refuses to take any shot that's not right next to the bucket. So regardless of how maybe uh, diminished that he is, he still provided at least some level of like more than Cam Thomas. Dude, With Cam Thomas, you dude, have those Cam no Thomas clue. minutes are getting brutal at the moment. I hate to do this. I hate to bury the guy. Do you know who likes Cam Thomas a lot? I don't know. Kevin Durant. Is that true? Still, I mean, I don't know, man. Like how? Like yeah, we're all rooting uh, for the does. guy. We're all rooting for him. Don't get me wrong, but no, you're not. Uh, holy you're, Lord, no, are those no. those are those are myopic time suck minutes right now? Like he takes like the, the second shot that he took was this the most insane contested always jumping too high mid-ranger that like but also not not even jumping high he just jumps like as far away as possible yeah and then he bends his knees while he's in the air to make it look like he's higher in the air it's it's anyways so we can why do we hate cat we hate it you know why it's because we're so horny for an actual playmaking ball handling guard right now and like he's the de facto version of that it's just so not what he's meant to be the fact that the celtics even at the time when they got malcolm brogdon i was like 
these mfers. That is that Dude, if it's the Nets exactly had Malcolm Brogdon, the player we need. It's exactly if, the player. He would be starting for this team. Yeah, he would. They probably would have traded Kyrie by now because Malcolm Brogdon would at least have ably been a reliable point guard. You know, I I am horny for Mike Connolly. Well, Malcolm Brogdon is Mike Connolly, but younger and better. Yeah, frankly, at this point. Yeah, and he, they got him for like a second round pick in Aaron for Neesmith. nothing. I know. It's how did how do they do it, Mike? What's could the, the Nets have done a second round pick in Cam Thomas? I, I don't know. No, I, probably not. I don't know. Probably not. Um, but yeah, anyways, that's the perfect, that's, that is the perfect there's person. Not, for, the thing is, there's not many of those guys, because like I, I would always bring up George Hill, right, as the archetype for the bench guard who's reliable. There's actually, there's just not that many. I, I was saying that last night, and it's weird. There's a pretty high concentration of them. Like Marcus Smart is not really the same version of that, but he's like a total of like floor general, despite like being kind of an erratic, weird player. Um, and Malcolm Brogdon's like a way more restrained version of, of that. There's just not a whole lot of just like real ball handling plus playmaking first and foremost guards right now out in the market. Let's do a quick break coming back. Let's get TJ. I do want to talk about TJ Warren, little, little TJ Warren talk and, and more about some more Nets role players like Joe Harris, Royce O'Neal. I think we just need a quick check in on all those. Let's do that. Yeah. 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 And we're We're back. back. Brian. Okay. Significant moment. TJ Warren, after 706 days of not playing Jeez. professional basketball, played basketball. And he looks pretty good. He scored, te- I think he scored 10 points in the first game and I don't know, five in the second one or whatever I, it was. I did forget and, that he's pretty tall. He's way taller than I thought. And and as tends to happen when you got when you're out from basketball for that long, he got skinny. He didn't get yeah. He didn't get chunky. He's like a a slight a slithe. S-L-I-T-H-E. Lithe? Don't know, Lithe. Lithe. Is there even an S there? Um, I don't think so. Imp- Slight. Imp- <laughs> Slight. Uh, yeah, that's probably just a better word for it overall. I am mucho interested in what Mr. Warren is going to mean to this team. In the okay. first game, 5 for 11 from the field. He had his first jumper, 10 points. Second game against Boston. One for four. It wasn't just a jumper, too. He get, he he did a beautiful little head fake, and you know, guy closing out whizzes by him. It was just really, it was right in the flow of the game already. Mike, you probably didn't see this, but did you see? I forget who had it. But Edmund Sumner was. People asked him about T.J. Warren because mm-hmm. he played with T.J. or at least he was on the roster with T.J. Warren in in Indy, mm-hmm. and. You know, Edmund had torn his Achilles, so he came back from injury. And T.J. Warren was really leaning on Joe Harris and other teammates like that. Mm-hmm. And T.J. Warren is not known as a talker. Okay. And they asked Edmund Sumner, and they said, hey, did you talk to T.J. about what it's like to come back from an injury after a long time off? He's like, yeah, it's totally crazy because the guy doesn't talk that much. And he was asking me for <laughs> advice. Very weird. That's what he said. Yeah. It was like... How how quiet do you have to be that yeah. uh, what are your teammates it's notable? Like, it is weird that he talked to me. <laughs> yeah. I was worried because he began to say words. Um yeah. this team is it's so funny. At times it feels like they have no bench and no contributions from the bench. And then you look at their bench and it's like Seth Curry, TJ Warren, Markeith Morris, who's had been had a very consequential NBA career, Patty Mills, who doesn't play yeah. at times. Cam Thomas, who is like the greatest NBA prospect of all time. Are you forgetting Yuta Watanabe? I mean, my God. Yuta Watanabe is going to come back. The Did you see I got in Kevin O'Connor's mentions? No, I didn't. Known good good guy, 
KOC from okay. The Ringer, tweet out um, uh, like a top 10 list of the best shooters in the NBA right now, according to like sex, Second Spectrum Stats or one of those stat companies. Okay. And it was, it, the statistic was attempts with three point percentage. Mm-hmm. And I just said, Kevin, this is a fraudulent list. Yeah. Yuta Watanabe, the, the god, mm-hmm. Yuta the shooter, needs to be number one. I don't care what analytics list you're looking yeah. at. The dude's put it up 57% from three this year. He is going to break records. What was the minimum attempts that they just yeah, that they, they the just undercut him, surely, to keep him out of the top? Well, it, it's attempts times three-point percentage. So it's like Yuta was 12th. Kevin actually responded, was like, it's actually impressive that Yuta's 12th on this list considering how many free throw attempts. And I think he took me seriously. He took he thought I was actually saying it was a fraudulent list. And I f- immediately felt like completely people, horrible. People just don't get you, Mike. Is that a, and is that been a lifelong they, struggle they for you? Yeah. Kevin O'Connor shouldn't have gotten me in that moment because frankly I'm just a glue guy. When do you think people started to not understand you? Let's go back. Oh, from birth, you know. <laughs> I mean, I will say I was credit, I was a C-section baby and I wanted not to be. Credit to Mike Smeltz know? who I've never seen anybody more okay with bad engagement than Mike Smeltz on on the internet. You you really don't care about bad engagement. What does that mean? Like people say negative things to you and you just don't care. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> why, why would I? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good. They, they misunderstand <laughs> like 90% of your jokes and then, uh, but you just don't care. You mean, cause I keep doing it. Yeah. I keep well, just, just powering never- <laughs> through with my, <laughs> yeah. with my bad jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm convinced at some point I'll be discovered as like ah. the, the greatest sardonic comedian of our times. Okay. But I've just been toiling away on the glue guys podcast. Okay. Um, with so, you, somebody's going to reach out. Um, by the way, I, I I don't know if I should ever share the link. I have a a resume website, and Brian, it's a website for like my narrative podcast efforts, my very yeah. high minded like little plug for Mike's elevated LLC. premium podcast that I do. Yeah. And Brian's face is on there. I am. Did you feel good about that? I felt that great. Make you feel good. Thank you. Thank you for including me. I was like, you know, you're, you're, are this oh, relationship? Because I didn't respond to the message. That's why. Because I didn't, I have a problem <laughs> where I'll read someone's message and I'll be like, cool, I read it. And then I, you know, I need to oh, throw like an emoji it. on there, a react. react I mean, I, I have been messaged yeah. you a little bit extra on Hangouts and you haven't responded once. And I think about that <laughs> maybe a little bit. Maybe a little I, bit. I mean, everyone out there who's ever messaged me, you guys know the experience. So I, I can't, I don't know what's wrong with me. That's my no, problem. I, I, I've been with you enough to know that never to, yeah. Expect. Yeah. I mean, you don't know the name of my dog, which is Lucy. That's the most. I love Lucy. Oh, shut the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Um. Anyways, but Brian is in there as one of the, re- the one of the moments of success. Which should that be looked at as? No, that's good. That's a passion project. But hey, shout project. out to Mike Smeltz Productions. Um. Another thing I sent you was from Ben Jacobs, which was Kanye West on Nazis. They did good things too. We have to stop dissing the Nazis all the time. It's a hot take, but you know. That's a pretty hot take, I will say, as far as hot takes go. <laughs> I don't wanna... um, speaking of hot takes, yeah. we, what, are we, what are we to do? Joe Harris, by the way, since we last spoke, I honestly think he listens to the podcast and it just motivates him mm-hmm. because he started hitting three-point shots and was one of the few good things. Not the few good things. He just was a good... He was a good thing in that Celtics game. Um, he is marching his way back. Okay. Uh, Seth Curry is has played. Dude, good games couldn't get in games. the game last night. That was infuriating. What like these ticky tacky? 
I tripping fouls. I think need we need to evaluate the the trip. What, what, what do you think? A, do you think trips should be allowed? I think I think it should just be like a, a, a side out. Like I don't think it should count again. Like if you truly incidentally just get like tangled up with somebody, like I don't know. It seems very mutual. And for it, it was it just seemed like it kept happening last night where like they would just get their legs tangled up. Yeah, it was a very odd Seth Curry game. One shot on fourteen minutes and four fouls and yeah. one rebound. It's like that you never see that just, from him. Just couldn't get in. Um. I don't, I, I honestly, I, I am very interested. Like, so I, it, it's almost like the Celtics game is a bad thing to try to, to try to use as a microcosm for what this current run has been. Right. Cause yeah. the Celtics are so good that being close means something. But of course, if they had won the game, we, I would have, I would have called you. I was thinking about doing an emergency pod oh, if they had won, if the they'd game. won that game because I mean, that is like the coordination of the season. Yeah. They would have been 14 and 11. They would have immediately shot up to like the fourth seed in the East. They, they It would have been oh my, every morning show besides talking about NFL would have been, are the Nets back? By the way, the Lakers are back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have, have you seen what the Lakers have been doing? I, was, I saw Anthony Davis's stat line last night. Good God. Anthony Davis is just mauling teams against yeah. Milwaukee. He had 44 points and 10 rebounds against yeah. Giannis. And then against the Wizards, he had 55 and 7. Yeah. They are just absolutely just. Die- so it would have been an exciting Nets Lakers. Are they back? Mm. Conversation. Um, the rivalry that never was, you know? <laughs> remember that? Yeah. Remember how excited we were like Lakers Nets finals? Yes. Which is going to happen. It's going to. This is the season. This Do you think it's it. going to happen this year? <laughs> it's, it's the year. Um, I, I, I'm very interested to see like how TJ Warren slots in. I would like Ben Simmons to come back soon because they, he's, I mean, really if the thing is going to elevate anything. It's like, can Ben continue how he was playing for that little stretch? Can he be a 12, seven and seven guy? I think he can. Cause he, he what he does is. God, and it's not going to happen this way. I, but my dream is that he is a good enough ball handler again mm-hmm. that at least in these end of game situations, it's not just like he's going to get fouled. I know it's going to be hack a Ben at times, but at least it's not on like Kyrie to just put up a disgusting thing or it's on KD who then is going to commit a turnover. Yeah. Like I, I would like one more player out there who has a little bit more of oomph. Yeah. Well, I guess it, I don't know if it's bad. Before he went out, he was, and we talked about this a little bit, he's starting to add that extra new dimension of his game of just like in the half court, staring down a defender and like taking him off the dribble towards the basket for better or worse. But like up until he just like just this ma- most recent injury, like that wasn't, that wasn't happening. And then suddenly it was. And then now he's hurt again. When's Utah Watanabe? I know these back? hamstrings, Mike. So what are we, what are we going to do about hamstrings in general? There's a hamstring epidemic. Specifically we, on this team, not very kosher situation. Dating yes. back to Jeremy Lin, I mean, that's the first. That was the original <laughs> sin. That was the original yeah. hamstrung situation. Yeah, Levert was not a hamstring, but it was just legs, just it's legs just in general, all lower body extremities. Yeah, there's somebody out and there who still gets on you about your Levert has no legs take. <laughs> I bet you it's Levert's mom. Yeah. Like, I, it has it's, to be a Levert family member. Who, there's like, I remember his name, but he's out there. He's like, he's like, still pop up in the mentions once in a while. I'll be like, smells like Levert has no legs. Giant question mark. Like, he had 23 last night, idiot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I did think about this. 
Joe Harris is playing better, so I don't know about. But like the Cavs are a team. I think we've talked about this before, but the Cavs are a team that could use a shooter like Joe. Would you want Levert back on the team for Joe Harris? No, no, right? No, no. I love Levert, but it's just not. I mean, we've talked about him in, in some dusks. It's not that not that efficient a player. Just not not a good fit. Um, very interesting. I mean, again, to look at the net schedule coming up. As they continue to, they had the four game win streak. They lost against Boston. The Hawks are a good team. They sit above them in the standings. But there's drama there, Mike. What in Atlanta because of because Trae Young, Trae Young and, got into a, a verbal disagreement with with Nate, and now they're now he doesn't play. It's funny to think of that Trey Young is like this pretty disruptive. Seems like a pretty disruptive force, and the fact that John Collins's name is out there and the Nets have checked in mm. on John Collins. Can I ask you this? Would you want John Collins. He's having like a, what? a weird year, <clears throat> statistically. I mean, I'll say that. Like, um, He's slightly underperforming relative to our expectations. I've always really liked him. Um, and I, I think he's interesting as like, he's big enough to where he could play small ball five at moments if you're going like balls to the wall yeah. and all that stuff. But like him and Ben Simmons and like, if you're trading for John Collins, are you actually trading Ben Simmons to Atlanta? Yeah, it's gonna, and it's getting gonna be like still pretty pricey, or are you doing like the Joe Harris thing, and like then if you have Ben Simmons and John Collins, and like so Nick Claxton isn't playing anymore, and yeah, it's it's I don't know. I mean, in general, you want John Collins. I'll say that. I don't want to make it yes, like yes, yes. yeah, but like yes, price is is an important part of that conversation. Uh, his nickname is the Baptist. Do mm. you know? Is that because Cause, John Collins? Because his first Baptist? name is John. John the Baptist. Got it. It's a you Do wouldn't you think he you wouldn't get it. That? This is this is a. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Kyrie did tweet out a video. So the news came out that Nike has officially cut ties. Like after the suspension, they have cut ties with Kyrie. By the way, Shams mm. vicious tweet. Here's what he said. Okay. He said Kyrie's no longer a Nike athlete. Then he quote tweeted that to then say that John Morant is in line for a new signature shoe at Nike in the near future, which is so brutal. To be like, Kyrie is cut. These should be two separate things. Yeah. But no, in fact, Shams is linking Kyrie's end of his career at Nike with, but we got another guy coming. And you know, it's the other thing too, is we're having this discussion on the stream last night, which you don't know about because you're not in the Discord, which is discord.gg slash goo guys. Again, Twitter is a cesspool. Join the Discord. It's a higher, more elevated conversation with all of your cool friends. And we were talking about in the stream how part of why people are so like why Kyrie is such a difficult person to talk about. And like, there's so many like different sort of approaches to why you're a Stan of Kyrie. A big part of it is that he's so optically pleasing. It gives you a very specific kind of like, you know, we're just humans like pretty things. And Kyrie is a very, you know, pretty basketball player. Everything he does is very nice, but the only one who might be more pretty is John Morant. So he's coming after him on on a variety of fronts, Mike, he's coming after him shoe deal wise and basketball aesthetics wise and also you know winning basketball wise so there's that's and ja just tweeted hey kanye has got a lot of good points that's what ja just tre- just just tweeted no he did not yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't do that mike i do i love that idea that Kyrie is so aesthetically pleasing that it's hard to separate that from like all the other stuff like i'm trying to think of like is there I mean, there's tons of food that, of course, is horrible for you, but tastes great. But like, I'm just trying to think of like a like almost like a sci-fi like dystopian future where you think 
the the environment that you live in mm. is so nice and pleasant that in fact you're in a prison. Yeah, you are I- imprisoned. What you're thinking? I mean, of it's the is, Matrix. Is Willy, He's the Matrix. Is Willy Wonka where they have the 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 thing that's a three course meal inside of a like one jelly bean or whatever? Yeah, and then she explodes from it turns into blueberry or something, something like that. Does she turn into a blueberry off of that? I don't know. I think that's the one. It ends on like blueberry pie or something. Anyways, but you get my point. One one girl turns into a blueberry. <laughs> yeah, explodes into. I think that's, I think a that's what it is. It's three course meal, and her Bill. guts are splayed all across the faces <laughs> of the Jesus. The the blue, what are the little guts? What are the people? The Oompa Loompas. Uh, Oompa Loompa. Nice. Anyways, great episode today. Hey, bro. we locked it in. We got in there perfect on the dot. Thirty one minutes, forty two seconds, just like we planned. Mike, where do they find us? Find us on Twitter at BKGlueGuys, NetCLA.com, uh, YouTube, great YouTube, yeah. everyone hang out on there, Discord, uh, Discord.gg slash GlueGuys. Yes. Honestly, if you're a Nets fan, it's just where you should be. I don't, you know, it has nothing to do with us. Don't be intimidated by, by it. You see, you come in on the welcome screen, go to the general thread. That's where everyone's hanging out. It's a good time. Hey, Mike, thanks for having me.